Don't be like that. We're using your mics. Feel sponsored. Doesn't um, feel sponsored. Doesn't feel very sponsored. Feels well. Uh, feels forced. <laughs> uh, see, uh, with this, I could I could at least set it up beforehand and leave that one running. Yeah. There we go. So We're I just not you. as important as it sounds. Fucking great. <clears throat> as what Tevin called it, the Dick Diaries. <laughs> We're gonna make an opposing. This is on record, by the I, way. I'm watching. Shout out to Tabby. We're gonna make a, a, a op podcast called the Dick Diaries. I didn't know. It's pretty much our podcast if you think about it. <laughs> the Diaries of the Dick. We're more <laughs> elegant. We're two the Diaries, dicks, and this is our diary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, we're supposed to go live. Are we just gonna? We're gonna go live. Uh, it's a little late. Yeah, I don't think we'll get anything. It's ten o'clock. We yeah. need to get hundred subscribers. That's what we need. We will get them. We'll go live tomorrow. They show if you build it, they will come. There we go. Mm-hmm. Hundred subscribers. That'll be nice. <clears throat> Y'all know what you're getting into. Not at all. We never do. All right, then we're gonna well, go. We were supposed to let the uh, the live viewers pick uh, Tempe or Tampa. So what was John, first? You were the live viewer today. What was first? Ooh, what was for Tampa, right? Then Tempe? Maybe. Pretty sure. I don't I even get I gotta go get my nose re pierced. I can't do a hoop though. I feel like black dudes can rock hoops. I actually got my nose pierced in Florida. Don't know why. You what? I got my nose pierced in Florida. While we're in Florida? I think so. I know I was in Florida when it happened. That's wild. I don't remember that at all. Well, you went on a whole like skydive yeah. with Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You got a pretty dope Tempe story. I think we're in Tampa. I think we go with Tampa. Just go with Tampa. Let's do it. Oh, man. Yeah. Because uh, we shot videos there. Yeah. Tony Lamar. Yes. And he was on uh, the last episode as the feature of Antonio's story. So I think it's naturally. We yeah, that makes into... sense. I talked to him today or yesterday. It was a great day for him. He's uh, <laughs> He's got a uh, child now. I can't remember the gender. But... I think it's a girl. Okay, so he's got a baby girl, which is really cool. This is all off the record, though, right? Nah, nothing's off Wait. the record. He's got a girl, baby girl, right? Yeah. I'm just making sure because we haven't done the intro yet. So We we don't start with the intro. Yeah, we usually do. No. Maybe not. We've never started any episode. <laughs> not a single. Get some bullshit first. <clears throat> oh, we will start with this a cheers. <laughs> This is not as good as I thought. I'll cheers you from afar. It? it looks not simply, good. Simply, simply like spike. spike. It's yeah. good. It it's just not organic. good in this size. It looks like the like, healthy. Like if it was this big, I'd be like, oh, cool. I can do that. that just too too but, much. It gets too warm too fast or what? Well, it's just like too sweet. Uh, and so like if it would have. So why does that a smaller can make a difference? Because I don't have to drink as much of it. Okay. Now I feel obligated. ass drinker. That's fair. <laughs> this drink is I know just you're right. not fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> I won't drink anything unless it's red. I just had Bob to twist. Drink. I had to twist your what arm this? to drink those. You're like no, that shit. This I don't drink those. This episode is sponsored by something not red. We want it that's to be all? sponsored by something yeah. that's not red. Reds will sponsor us too. So um, we'll, we'll get fucked up for anybody. High noon. High noon. Sun sips. We're back. We've done mm. this before. Sipping on some sun. We need you. Sipping on some sun. <laughs> sipping, sipping on sun. Somebody <laughs> sipping on them. Yo, that video <laughs> on the days of the week that you drink, it's at almost 7,000 views. What? The yeah. Saturday. The Saturday. The Saturday, Sunday. The days Today, that start tomorrow. with tea. <laughs> Today, tomorrow. Today, tomorrow. Mm. Saturday, Sunday. Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday. Saturday, Sunday. Th- <laughs> 
You alcoholics. Oh, well, cheers they, to y'all. They tried to talk shit. Uh, they were like, um, imagine being a proud alcoholic. I've imagined. I, I, I have to imagine. <laughs> like, I what am. The fuck? And it's not proud. an alcoholic. I'm an alcohol enthusiast, okay? I don't get. Fu- I don't wake up shaking and shivering for a drink, bitch. I just get thirsty. <laughs> we don't suck and drive. Wait, we want me to fucking drink. You want me to? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to drink Kool Aid, bitch? Like, <laughs> uh, that reminds me. Of, uh, you remember the movie Hancock, Will Smith? Oh yeah. She's like, you smell like alcohol. He's like, cause I've been drinking, drinking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like the best line ever. That's so no fuck. I was just watching that with <laughs> my grandma. Superhero Hardy. You smell like alcohol. I was just watching <laughs> that with my grandma last time I went to my dad's. Yeah. I was like, just walking in. I'm like, hey, grandma. She's like, hey. I was like, what you watching? She was like, hey. And I was like, you know how like you like stand and watch something, yeah. then you slowly like. Yeah. Creep your way now over. I'm at one point, yeah. bro. I'm like laying on my grandma's bed, like. <laughs> I'm like, Grandma, all these damn commercials, I can't do this shit. <laughs> She's like, I don't even mind them. I don't even pay attention to them. I'm like, what do you do then? You don't have a phone. You don't have a book out. You're just watching commercials. And then the same commercials. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah they, they, Man, I swear uh, it's like when you're watching a TV channel, anything on TV, it's like the same three commercials, four commercials in between each time they come back to the show. And it's horrible. <laughs> so bad. I'm so... I'm, I, I was like, Grandma, you know I can get you something without commercials. It's like, it's like Cialis commercial, a fucking de- uh, antidepressant commercial. All the saddest commercials <laughs> that you can ever think of. And then there's one good commercial. Yeah. I think it was on like a a, a black-owned station. And you're like watching. <laughs> the fucked up part is every commercial is the same. It's just all black people. So now you get an like a depressed antidepressant commercial that's all black people. You get a Cialis commercial that's all black people. You get like a fucking Scruff McGruff. Yeah, Stop bro. The crime. They did a juice commercial. It was all black people. I'm like, you know what? Really throw a wrench in things. They just flipped it around. And they just have like all the the black commercials on the white the, on the, the white channel. Oh, I love that. Boy, black people turn that shit off so quick. Man, what the hell is this? What the hell? Hey, someone get in here. I ain't seen not one nigga on one. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, it's the only com- No, I'm going to stop right there. Because you know what? I was. I was. I was. I Let me stop. But yeah, bro, I'm watching Hancock with her. And my favorite part is when uh, at the end where Mike Epps, that he moves to New York and he's like chasing Mike Epps. Yeah. He's, and he lands, he goes, boom. And Mike Epps goes, oh shit, it's hand job. <laughs> <laughs> What you gonna do with that tight ass Wolverine costume? You got- <laughs> I love, and then the credits rolls like Mike Epps as Mike Epps. Yeah. Like he did not have, he wasn't a villain. He, didn't he have wasn't a character. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> he had no powers. He's just Mike Epps. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was really hoping they'd make a second one of those. That would have been me too. I had a whole universe written for the Hancock series. You have to at that point. There's got to be at least one supervillain. Like you Mm got to you got to come back with a supervillain at least. Maybe one of the other pairs, like one of the other angel things, is a villain instead of a a good person, like a good guy. And maybe she's like, oh, they all died off. Maybe one didn't, and now he's just evil as fuck. Have you seen? That'd have been lit. God, Uh, did you watch Invincible? Uh, I think was that the one with Mark Wahlberg? No, it's the animated. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny. We'll get to it in another episode. But we started watching it in uh, Tempe. We started watching it in Tempe. Yeah, and then I left your ass. 
I think you went to the bathroom. I was supposed to pause it. I'm like, motherfucker, I watched four episodes. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow. That shit's fire. What the heck? <laughs> oh, is that when so I was? good. Okay. Yeah, we was know what you were doing. We'll get back to that. <laughs> we're not talking but about Tippy right now. We're talking it, Invincible is like that. It, it, it's where Hancock could have went, but it, it's it's. I mean, man, I was fire. That nigga is the realest, bro. And, like, the guy that got to voice him, like, everything about it's fucking Oh, good. yeah. He plays a... Uh, James, J. James, Jonah Jameson. Yeah, Jonah Jameson. Oh, man, yeah. so good. When I saw him cast it, I was like, why would he be a superhero? And then I fucking watched it like, oh, he's Never mind. Oh, that's oh, never mind. I oh, haven't seen that. You haven't so seen it? Fire. No, I haven't oh, seen bro, it. Oh, bro, you same gotta, writers as The Boys. You gotta uh, watch. It is. Seth Rogen. Okay. Really fucking or, good. Yeah, yeah, Seth Rogen. And there's a little conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. He gets his last. Did, did y'all watch Mario yet? No, I haven't no. He is. I need to. I was worried about Chris Pratt's Mario voice. And then Seth Rogen came in as Donkey Kong, but it was Donkey Kong as Seth Rogen. Like, he didn't change <laughs> a motherfucking thing, not a personality oh, trait. Not the, he, we got the trademark laugh, and then I hear he's going to do Ninja Turtles, too, which I'm cool yeah, with. Yeah, I saw that. It's like Donatello. There's or, like a teaser for that out. That well, shit looks dope. I don't dope. know which one he's going to be. I haven't be, seen it. There's a teaser out there? I haven't seen yeah, the teaser dude. either. It but I know wrong. he's in charge of it, and it'll be good. But What? He does himself as Donkey Kong. Without, like, he didn't change shit. Like, Chris Pratt did way better than I thought he would. I well, thought we were going to get the same Guardians. There's some people, though, that can, Lego like, man. Did you hear that the, there was a lot of pushback, uh, because, uh, especially from the white folks that were saying, April O'Neil's black? They're like, what? Oh, that's yeah, cool. I didn't know Wait, that. Yeah, what? yeah, dude, she got a fro and everything, bro. <laughs> April <laughs> always April had O'Neil. a fro, though. She always had a fro. She did, yeah. You're right. Oh, oh. But there was there was people okay. that were literally pissed off. I'm like, get over this shit. Bro, I, like, I, I'm cool. Right. But there, there's times where it don't work. Like, I, I'm cool with the Ariel. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, and, yeah, and Ariel can suck ass yeah. off. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if y'all ever watched Teen Titans growing up. They yeah, did a live show of that, and they made oh, Starfire yeah, Black. That. She's trash. Like, no, so trash. I have to disagree. You watched the show. I watched it all, all, all the seasons. Starfire is such a good character because of how ditzy she is and how foreign she is. Yeah. And we get none of that from this black but girl. But because it's 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 past that point. It's not like, oh, she's, uh, I'm, I don't know where I'm at. That shit was And funny. what is there? Where? No. <laughs> fuck no. She's supposed to be strong and fierce. She's one of the most powerful Teen Titans. No one can fuck with her. She's supposed to be a badass. I thought it was done very yeah, well. I don't even it's know what horrible. Teen Titans is. I know it's DC, but wow. I'm not a DC guy, so. What? Yeah, no. What did he say? Did he say? Press it. Uh, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, you, Teen Titans. Is what? A, it's Robin I'm, I'm vaguely, you watch I'm the vaguely old familiar. Not Teen Titans Go, because fuck that. It's actually, Teen Titans Go's actually got some good like, shit. You say that because you got kids. So I'm aware. No, it's funny. Other. Like, Beast Boy it's got bars. Funny. Beast, Boy Beast Boy got, got bars. bars. Beast Boy ain't never supposed to have no fucking bars. It's Teen Titans. Yeah. Not, See, I'm it's aware. the same voice actors. Not Teen Bop by, like, I, I, that shit pisses me off. So I'm aware, but I've never watched it. That's Don't wild. watch Teen Titans Go. It's And they're like somebody that's watch green. Them. Yeah. Beast, Beast Boy. Boy. Oh, my God. Okay. We're going to change topics. Limb, like, yeah, you're you gonna have to talk, produce when we Marvel? get into this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> y'all want to talk Marvel though? I got you. <laughs> That's racist. Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on now. <laughs> Guardians are what like fucking coming out soon. Comic book heroes. But they're still coming out. They, they're the doing amazing. So that's gonna be Teen Titans. I hear it's gonna be a tearjerker. Supposed to be really fucking sad. Yeah. Somebody's gonna oh, die. Somebody, a couple people gonna die. I'm sure. 
Motherfuckers was not trying to renew that contract. Hell no. <laughs> Batista oh. been shitting on the, the series the whole time. Like, he said, bro, I'm they got me 12 hours of Batista. Uh, knock at the cabin on. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. God, what's that on? I want to say it might be on Paramount, might be on HBO Max. Yeah. But man. It's good? Yeah. I like Glass Onion a lot. Glass With Onion him, was dope. Uh, everybody. Daniel Craig. Onion. Man. It's a, it's a murder movie. mystery kind of thing. And it's really yeah. good. Really but good. there was another one that was that's like the uh, uh, the the, the follow the up to, yeah. um, I can't remember what that one is. But yeah, Death of the Nile was pretty all right. But I've seen that. That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, you've well, seen that. Movie. I kind of like murder mystery movies. You know, like Who Did It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little twist Clue. at the end really makes it. Yeah, worth it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one movie with the chef and you like? Oh, claps? Uh, what's it called? Yes, that mo- the, that shit that was fucking movie wicked, was dude. Fucking wild, bro. <laughs> I watched that shit when like some chick was over. She's like, I'll watch it with you. We were watching that shit. We didn't talk to each other for the whole movie. Bro. <laughs> we didn't talk to each other. We didn't cuddle. I made food. We didn't eat it, bro. We just You actually chilled and watched Netflix. <clears throat> it was so, so good. So I know I invited you to Netflix and chill, but that was not part of the plan. This movie is fire. It like, was don't touch Please don't talk to me. Yeah, like, don't touch me. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> right. She reaches over. Hey. Get your goddamn hands. <laughs> what Denzel said, get your fucking hands off of me. <laughs> nah, get that, 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 like, we'll have to look it up uh, later on, but that Please movie, do. you got to watch Please that shit, dude. Do. Fucking crazy. That movie was really good. God, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying my best. <clears throat> Man. What we do? Episode four is? Episode four is out now. <clears throat> oh, well, we're not live. For past no, tense. Yeah. So technically, it's five, we don't know how, yeah, yeah, five we will be five two episodes, episodes yeah. ago. That's how that's how prepared we are. We are two eps ahead of everybody. That's a great way to cover everybody. our tracks. Two yeah. eps ahead. <laughs> two eps ahead. That doesn't sound like the 15, right thing. T- t- 30, 45. 47. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 45, 47. <laughs> I'm going to start going to Dwight because you don't laugh at none of my... Do I do? Watch do out I for the police. Right around your lips. The white. The white who? Just the way he said. The white around your lips. Mike Epps is a treasure. Bro. He's, yes. he's so Protect that man. Absolutely. Yes. At all costs. So last episode, what we did, we talked we did about Dallas. 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 I think we got to get into Tampa this episode. Tampa, it is. Tampa, it before, is. Before we get there, we were supposed to do a. Uh, we were supposed to go live Sunday. What happened Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> we start working I'm on curious. that fucking bed, bro. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that bed. Fuck that bed. We I'm happy a- we got it done for our, my nieces, <laughs> but bro, that bed. We put it when I tell you, dog, us. like I've never felt dumber in my life. <laughs> oh, dude. This bed stinks. We did. did. That was embarrassing. We were like, we were talking about earlier before that. We're like, we need to find a woman that we can be uh, house husbands. House husbands too. I was like, well, shit. I've been cooking. I've been cleaning. He's like, I'm handy. I can put shit together. Together, I can do yard work. Man, this motherfucking bed humbled the fuck out of us. Let me tell you something about the sandwich this nigga made. I had two. I had two conditions. Grab something to drink. And make and make sure there's a sandwich. I, all I want is mayo and turkey. The, he bring out wheat bread. Wheat bread. Fuck you. Yum. He didn't. He didn't no. specify the bread. Then then he brought out no miracle whip. God no, damn it. Yep. No <laughs> okay, fucking Riley. mayo. Okay, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got mayo. That sandwich was dry as hell. 
<laughs> like, you got mustard at least? God <laughs> damn. Then, uh, actually, <laughs> I did not didn't have no condiments. I had oh to put them. Oh, my God. That was me the whole This is not going to work. supposed to eat this dry-ass sandwich. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we talk about the sandwich. We gonna talk about how. Hold on, wait. Let me finish about my sandwich. First. The the sandwich was dry. Okay, I said, "Did you leave bring something?" Because I was over here choking on the fucking old ass sweet bread. Bro, that shit was tragic. I had to put some ranch. I had to put those those what was those chips? Some flaming hot corn chips. They weren't even hot. The Mexican sweet corn. Mexican chips. sweet corn chips on it for flavor. <laughs> Just to get flavor. I'm like, this bland-ass, white person-ass sandwich. This is something that a white woman packs up for her husband or their kids, bro. Not even like a high school kid, like a fucking preschool kid, bro. That shit was bland. Like I could taste the wheat and the wheat bread before I could taste the meat and the cheese. I was so fucking mad. Oh. Then we start, okay, then we start putting oh the bed together. It was supposed to be a wee thing, by the way. Oh, man, I'm going to knock this out in about 30 minutes. 45 minutes. But... It had to be a wee thing because guess who gave me the wrong fucking instructions? I'm over here, bruh. I'm putting all the pieces together, organizing them. He's like, man, that's a really good idea. I'm gonna run to the gas station, go grab something to drink. I'm like, oh, you don't even got shit here. Comes back, I'm not even back yet. I text him, I'm like, bro, you don't got all these pieces. I'm letting you know right now, whoever you bought this from, Jip the fuck out of you, cause your daughters are not gonna make it on this bed. They're not gonna make it. This <laughs> will be their last. This year. will be yeah, bro. This bitch <laughs> is gonna collapse. So then oh, we finally get the right instructions. Yes. And we're like, what, an hour and a half deep into this, and bro, the fucking bed, like the way we, I don't know what the fuck happened, but the part that holds the bed together was facing backwards. When I tell you, we both gave up. We looked at each other at the same time. We said. This backwards, ain't it? Blink, 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 blink. You want to go to the bar? Dot, 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 dot. Are we supposed to go live? Do you want to, to go, go to, to the, the bar? bar. <laughs> yes or yep. no? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we're gone. Fuck we, this whole what'd bed. You, what'd you tell baby girl? He said, it'll be ready for you when you come back Monday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That so then we, we go to the bar. I don't really remember what happens after that, yeah, but I, I do. I don't know if we want to go <laughs> We shot. We probably shouldn't. Yeah, we're going to. There's some things we've But then Monday, <laughs> but then Monday we, we come back it. and we, we finished. It. We made it we came made out bed. perfect. We made, made a bed. Excellent. Yes. 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 <laughs> you both. Excellent. <laughs> we we nailed it. We and then I think we went to go drink again. After yes, that. we did. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate, we were like. Oh, so, you, so you drank from frustration and then you drank to celebrate. <laughs> you know what we did today? Imagine we did the proud cheers. Alcoholic. We did the impossible. <laughs> Guess I'll just finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might as well. Oh God. When in Rome. Yeah. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, before we get to Tempe. <laughs> gotta zoom in on that. <laughs> gotta zoom in on that. <laughs> Simply spike my ass. Oh, damn. Pause. <laughs> Can we put a pause sound in there? I need one, dude. I need one. Oh. Damn! Damn! <laughs> Naughty girl. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right, Dallas. Uh, <coughs> we shouted out KP. Shouted out my brother Q. Shouted out Riley. Yep. <laughs> Big shoutouts. Um. Oh. Uh. We talked about this over the weekend. Why I, are you slouching? 
it's, it's my posture. You can move the mic too. It it's works. cool. Put it by my dick. Oh, uh, what? What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> I need to be ready. What did he say? Uh, siblings. Uh huh. How many siblings you got? Technically, I have four, but I grew up with twelve boys and two girls. How did that happen? Um. So this is how I found out. Oh <laughs> shit! I'm in the backyard. We got like a fucking cheap ass blow up pool. We're out there splish splashing and shit. Next thing you know, like eight African niggas come what? in the backyard, <laughs> and I freak out, bro. This is like before, like I'm gonna be real. I'm as white as a black kid can be. I'm wearing polo <laughs> short shorts and tube socks to school every well, day. Hello. Hey, I no, I was scared. <laughs> I I jumped out of the pool. Yeah. I've never met these yeah. motherfuckers a day in my life. I jump out of the pool. They're like, <laughs> I remember just remember my cousin Ron be like, "We about to get up in there with y'all," and I was like. I don't know you, Who bro. Are you? <laughs> I dip. I run around the whole house because I can't get through the back door because they came through the back door. <laughs> and there's like 10 of them. I'm like, bro, they first off. Through the back and we head to the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you're getting by everyone. I freak out. I run to the front of the yard. I get into the front door. I'm like, Dad, we're about to get jumped for our pool outside. He goes, boy, shut your ass up. Those are your cousins. What? What? What did you say? What did he say? Bro, I was blown. I was like, what? So that so you just got eight cousins dumped on you? Just showed up one day. Didn't even consult me, didn't ask me about it, didn't tell me about it. Uh never. (laughs) As they graduated, my dad was like my dad raised them. Like so like we grew up twelve like deep. Uh, my cousin a couple of my cousins, um, they came with their mom. So it's my uncle's kids, and um, he was serving time at the time. So my dad, you know, wanted to help out, and they were in a bad situation. And so he brought them from East St. Louis to to Cedar Rapids, brought uh, my Aunt Rosemary to the the kid's mom. And uh, we had a a nice-sized house, so he he felt like, you know, it's his turn to give back and be – he's the oldest, so he's like, it's my responsibility. Um, And so, yeah. Then, um, like, a, a year or so later, my Aunt Rosemary wanted to move back. She wasn't really feeling Iowa, so she took her youngest three, mm-hmm. T-Man, um, Caleb, Quantea, and Nikki, mm-hmm. took four. So we actually, for a year or so, had three girls, five girls, and 14 boys. Sorry. But I grew up, um, Jameson, Robert. Ivan, Tyrone, Jason, me, Jarrell, Trey, um, John, Alicia, Charvet, Robert. So, yeah. We grew up deep. Okay. That's fun. So, originally, it was you, Jarrell, Charlay? Yeah, it was just me, Jarrell, Trey, Charlay, and Alicia, my cousin Alicia. Okay. So it was five of us in the house. Yeah. So we went from having three square meals a day. I mean, my Aunt Margaret, my mom, and my dad. So we went from having like three square meals a day plus dessert. We were, you know, we had we had decent amount of money. Like we were well off, mm-hmm. well off, to eating big ass pots of ramen noodles. <laughs> like we had, bro, like that was it. it was like a soup kitchen. Soup, like bro, pots this big, and that's what you. And then you came up. I'll never forget this story. This is one of my favorite stories in the world. 
We went in order from youngest to oldest. That's how you yeah. got to eat. My aunt Margaret was the cook. She was a house. She was the housekeeper. She took care of us. She washed our clothes. She cleaned. She cooked for us. My mom and my dad worked. Yeah. Uh, she had a soft spot for my older brother Trey because Trey was smaller. He was more petite than all of yeah. us. We were all pretty big, out outdoorsy, athletic yeah. type of kids. Trey was very smart, probably one of the, the smartest out of all of us, next yeah. to Jarrell. This dude could take apart a computer, put it back together when he was like 13, 14. Like, right. The opposite of me. Like, yeah, like, yeah that was the complete opposite. <laughs> the complete opposite. Like, yo, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't he, know he took home. all of that. All right. Like, all the little hey, brain. nigga, damn. Woo! <laughs> you want to hear the crazy part? We're exactly six months apart. Yeah, yeah. So he June 7th, December 7th. <laughs> he just took all that shit with him. And so... Um, we're anyways, we're in the basement. We're all in the basement in Miami. Margaret's like, we literally had a bell, bro. Cause like in case we were outside yeah. playing, like she would ring a bell. Yeah. And we would all fucking come dipping from the corners of Cedar Rapids. And so we're all happened to be in the basement at this time and she fucking rings the bell. Y'all come up here and eat. Girls already ate. Y'all come <laughs> here and eat. This remind me of fucking Annie or bro. uh what oh, <laughs> It was a hard not life. The Willy Wonka like movie crazy, where, where the motherfucker ain't leave the bed for 30 something. Hey, and they gonna get his ass. Don't get me started on that, bro. I'll go into a whole fucking. I can tell you. Anyways, don't fucking get me started on that. Grandpa was fucked up for that. <laughs> Nigga could have been had a job. Right. Damn. Anyway, so she rings the bell. She rings the bell. She goes, Are y'all better? Y'all come up here and eat. The girls already here. Y'all can come up here and eat. My brother Trey is in the bathroom. The bathroom is right by the steps. We're on like this big ass living room area. He tries to sneak and get up the steps first. Bro, tell me why it was like a stampede and we used to body each other. Bro, Trey, (laughs) someone slapped his feet. He fell. Niggas was like, (laughs) he got stepped on, stomped on. We all at the table getting our food, eating. He had coming up. Oh, Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> After that, Margaret used to call Trey up first with the Aww. rest of the little kids. <laughs> so she'd be like, so girls, come eat. Trey, come eat. <laughs> and so, we, bro, and it was. So he hates you now. Probably. <laughs> this actually, story won't help. He actually like. used to bully me. And then I, my dad comes up to me one day. I'm like crying. I'm like, Dad, I can't do this no more. He's like, nigga. He like smacked me. He's like, nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's like, nigga, you are taller than him. And I like looked at myself for the first time. I'm like, oh, I am taller than him. And I just go to the living room. I stand in front of him. He's like, what? And I just fucking unload on this. Motherfucker. Like, my dad's just standing there like, Finally, my mom comes to and running out. She's like, stop. What are you doing? Nick, stop them. He's like, hold on. Let them finish. <laughs> let them finish. The other one never started. <laughs> yeah. There was so many. I could give so many stories on growing up there, bro. It was literally, I, I'm on one end, on one end of the spectrum, you're like, as an adult, you're like, damn, thinking about how fortunate my life could have been had I not had to struggle, had I had been able to have all this extra money to throw me in this piano lessons, guitar lessons, dance right. lessons, all these things that I wasn't able to do because money was so scarce. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm so grateful and blessed because it was never a dull day. I got yeah. I got to have 10 brothers, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and even if you're beefing with one, you have nine others to be cool with. Yeah. And we were really like a fucking tribe, bro. Like yeah. there are times when we, 
Somebody's about to get their ass whooped. Hey, I got my ass whooped Monday. It ain't gonna be me. Yeah. Well, it's Wednesday. <laughs> right. Who hadn't got their ass whooped yet? Yeah. Tyrone. <laughs> Y'all turn. Go on and go up. Uh, so it was a it was a great life, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but you have how many siblings? I, do you need, have? I have never counted. So we're gonna count on, on the episode. Uh, so I only grew up with uh, Jacob and Alicia, my uh, my mom's two um, outside of me. So uh, Jacob is six years younger than me. Alicia is eight years younger than me. Uh, but you know, growing up, it was it was pretty deep. We were uh, eight deep in a one bedroom apartment. Um, it was, damn, yeah, a big <laughs> damn. That's, yeah. I was trying to not there say it. My face was saying it though. I was like, <laughs> but one uh, bedroom. Hold on. It was uh, my grandma, my mom. Um, it was my uncles, uh, Rick and Lewis, uh, my okay. aunt Renisha. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, me. I don't know what number I'm at. Oh, and then the the lady we're living with, uh, my godmother, Kareen. So uh, and then her oh, son. I like that name. Yeah, I, Kareen. I really Kareen like that was, name. Great name. Kareen's amazing. She, an angel, still with us. Thank God. But yeah, she's definitely. Uh, she. I don't know what the life would have been had my grandma not been best friends with Kareen, who took us in. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, just being there. And four kids, and then one of the kids is pregnant. Like that's pretty crazy. So, uh, mm-hmm. Damn. yeah, but uh, we made it work. Um, it's crazy because like I never really knew I was poor, and we were definitely really poor. Like roaches and shit was normal. Uh, probably eating one time a day, if that. Normal, like food is just food. But like we always had love in the house. Mm. We always had fun. We always played games. My mom was young, uh, so my uncles. It, it's it's a weird place that I, I like. My uncles are like, I think they're what uncles are supposed to be. Like they're so close to being like dads to me, but we're such good friends, like brothers. Mm, I love. So that. I think it's like exactly like the right. uh, 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 uncle dad or brother dad is what an uncle is, and they are the epitome of it. Like I love so much about both my uncles. They are both my role models, What's both a, my dads, both big brothers. What's the age difference? Uh, my uncle Lewis, I think, is is twelve years older than me. Uh-huh. My uncle Rick is ten years older than me. Right. Uh, so like, once I turned like nineteen, twenty, we were like kicking it, kicking it. Yeah. And the, and it just, it just our dynamic changed, but you know, from the age you know zero to like seven or uh, no, I would probably say about like ten, eleven. Like, they were just, like, my role models, and I took different things from, like, Rick was always, like, in the streets, gangster, player, and then Lewis was always love and family and, and and protecting us and providing, and I got to take a little bit of that from each of them, mm. and that made who I am, and, uh, but I still, like, until this day, like, idolize and adore both of them and yeah, everything right. they've given me and just who they are as individuals and then i can actually see that yeah like from from knowing both of them mm-hmm. like knowing lou like i mean he's our security guard mm-hmm. nothing says more oh, okay nothing yeah. says more than like I, i'm a protector i'm yeah. a lover i will make sure you i guys can see that good. in him and, and then, he's so absolutely. serious about it. And yeah. I, I love I him. Love I don't have him there. I'd never want him to fucking try to break up a fight 
or throw a punch. Like, and I, yeah. I don't know if he would or not, but like, I don't ever want him to do that. But he is so protective of like T one and the people. Is, like, bro. that's his kind of security. There's role. been a not couple the, times I'm where... gonna fuck you up type of security. He yeah. snapped. He's gotten. <laughs> There's a couple times he's like come up to me and be like, "You good, T?" Like, yeah. Even if like a female grabs me the wrong way, yeah, he'll 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 come over and be like, yeah. "You want me to kick her out?" And I'm like, "No, no, you're good." Mm-hmm. Like, I love that about. Yeah, me. he's more of a protector. Yeah. With Rick, he's more like a defend. <laughs> like Rick. If he if he steps up and it's a problem that that problem's not offensive. de-escalating. Yeah, that's an offensive. <laughs> yeah, defensive Lewis is defensive as fuck. Yeah. Like they both are complete opposites, and then I just find bits of each of them that I just see for make, me that make me like for my uncles like D. You know D. You mm-hmm. know my uncle D. He's probably the only one I'm like actually close to. Like my uncle TT. How much older is D? Uh, he's gonna be mad when I say. He's like seventeen older than seventeen years older. Get than the me. fuck. Yeah, he looks black. So young. Don't crack. Yeah, he looks so Sorry, young. Sorry, John. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, hey he I thought he's like two, three years older than no, us. No, bro. He's he's literally like 47, 45, 47. He's up there. What? Yeah, bro. And he looks amazing. And he he he, and he pulls he, bitches. Yeah, like it's he's so one annoying. of us. It's so annoying because I'll be talking to a girl. Bro, his odds are just as good. His odds are just as good. So him and I, him and I have a really close relationship because him and I are very synonymous. Like, like ever, ever since the day I met, like he was also, not to ex- expose him or anything, but he was also, and he he'll tell talk about himself, but he was also locked away for for twelve, 14, fifteen years. Yeah. And uh, him and I just we were, and everyone says the same thing. Like you guys. It's like Dan too. He was like, your your personalities are the same. You both love music, uh, so him and I have always gelled, and he's always been really real with me and like inspired me and pushed me, um, and so I'm been super grateful for that relationship because I don't really have a relationship with the rest of my uncles. Like my family, even though we were really really close yeah. when I was young, like we're not as close as I wish I wish we were like are. Um, and so, like my uncle Titi, he's a certified chef. He has his degree. He he he's an amazing chef. Yeah. Uh, but he's married. He's got his own life going on. My uncle Little Bit, you know, he was locked up for sixteen years, and yeah, you know, Little Bit. Little Bit. Yeah. His name's Jansen, but we call him Little Bit. Uh, he's my dad's. He's the next under my dad, and uh, I won't go into the whole family feud thing, but there's just uh, disconnect from the family with him, and then. I just have my auntie Daytree. And yeah. so I and I love my auntie Daytree. She just happens to be very religious and my family is as you know is yeah. not very religious. Yeah. And so um there's not a I like when I'm coming around Uncle Rick, like yeah. you know, I call him Uncle Rick, I call yeah. Lou Uncle Lou like yeah. so I like being able and I tell people this all the time like my I love my family to death, but yeah. my friends are my family. Yeah. Mm. And so like I really lean on my friends and and their family sometimes yeah. to be my family, and family, so I dude. I love Rick, dude. I man, fuck. my grandma would have loved you. I wish you could have met her. Like oh. she and she had all of us just in one. She was like the head of the table for real. Like she was the kind gangster, fucking. We get it done by any means. Don't take no bullshit. Like she'll call you a bitch out of like if you do us a bitch ass shit, she nice. won't hesitate. Oh, but she that. was so fucking just kind and and just cared and like cool too like we could talk about fucking anything like 
That's she was dope. the dopest person ever. Like I wish I, I really, yeah, yeah. She that was reminds dope me of shit. like the lead, like the role that my dad takes. Like my dad taught me at a very young age. He was like, "Let me tell you something." He was like, "In life, you're always going to be a villain in someone's story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how nice you try to be. It doesn't matter how much you love them or care for them. At some point, if you truly, truly love them, at one point in time, you're going to be the villain in their story. And it might take them years, decades, for them to realize that you were, you always had their best interests at yeah. heart." And that took a long time for me to understand about him is that through any means necessary, even if it's just to spite him, to succeed, yeah. he will do what it takes to push 100% yeah. out of you. And, but he's loving. I mean, he's about to adopt, adopt two more kids, and he's 50-something. I'm like, nigga, stop, bro. Yeah. Like, Enjoy please, life. go yeah. lit. Like, go yeah. on a vacation, bro. You run yeah. a whole food truck business. Yeah. Now you're opening your second food truck. You take care of both of my nephews. You, you take care of your mom. Yeah. You have a house, you have a business, like, go take a vacation. Now you're about to adopt two more kids? Yeah. And it's not if it's not even his, excuse me, his grandkids. It's my cousin's kids, you know, and I won't go into spreading yeah. out that bullshit, but, like, I had to, like, really sit down and, like, talk to him and be like, Dad, help me understand this. <laughs> before you do this, I can't stop you. I know I'm not dumb enough to think that I can stop you, but yeah. before you do this, live and he literally told me he's like this is me living he's like it's my job as the head of this family to take care of this family he was like and i enjoy doing it and so it like for me it's like i don't understand it but at the same time i respect the fuck out of it yeah you know and so it's it's family is a crazy concept yeah it is because it's a lot of love a lot of hate and sometimes you choose your family sometimes you don't and that's that's one thing I think I'm very grateful of is I've never, ever experienced any hate within my family. Really? Never. Never? It's always been love. Like never there was been a little it, it, me and my mom were disconnected for a long time. Like we, we just we were definitely it's weird. We're more rivals than a mother son relationship. Like I went and got my degree and I was on like the dean's list and super proud of it. And then she went to school and got her degree and shit. I'm like, hold on, let hey, me have that. Hey, like, <laughs> that's it though. Maybe she's inspired by it. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's probably what it is. But it then, is. like, you know, when I turned 14, I was like, you know, all right, you're doing your mom thing and you got Jacob and Alicia to take care of. Let me live on my own and I'm going to do this, that, and a third. Mm. And like, it wasn't even a let me make you proud. It was like, let me take the load off of you. Like, we, we had this friendship kind of bond. It was yep. never a mother son thing. It was like my my grandma always seemed like my mom because my mom was always working because she had to provide. So at like when she had me when she was fourteen. So, but she went to she finished high school and had a job. So I'm with my grandma all day, and then my mom comes home and like something that's <laughs> kind of messed up that it took me like till my grandma passed to realize is like I would do bad shit as a kid. And me and my grandma were just so tight. And, like, that was, like, my best friend, like, everything to me. But when I do the bad shit, she'd wait till my mom comes home, who I haven't seen all day. And then she'd tell my mom he did this, that, and that. And then my mom would whoop me. Mm. So as a child, I'm like, I don't even, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't even think she was snitching. I All I remember is my mom whooping me. And, like, that was our relationship uh, is she's but, the disciplinary. Do you, do you think now it's because your grandma wanted to make sure that she had that, that, um, bond that relationship. Well, that, yeah, that relationship of like, cause every and I, I full, I fully believe this because my mom and my dad were the same way. Yeah, there's always have to, there, 
always has to be a villain and there always has to be a hero. Yep. So and that just helps my a man. Grandma was I can't definitely speak my how, hero. <laughs> I can't help. I can't speak on how it is to raise a, a young woman. Yeah. But for me, my dad was like my villain. You know. Yeah. And my mom was my my hero. And now yep. that I'm older, I understand what my dad did. Yep. That's was, what it what it was it was necessary, necessary. a necessary evil. <laughs> and, like, and you you speak on your mom like my mom had me when she was fifteen. Yeah, I was the first biracial kid in my whole white family. Yeah, and so I I told you about this, but my great grandfather was in the Black Panthers. My white grandfather was a wizard in the KKK. Oh shit! And so <laughs> I was the he's so racist. Dang. He's not anymore. He's not anymore. But he, he loves and me you now. told me he he didn't treat you any different, right? Oh no, he did. Oh, and so my mom snapped <laughs> and and like tried to hit him with a truck. And then, oh, okay. damn, he thought that, and then he knew that shit was real. Yeah, and uh, you know, like it, it, like I agree, like me and my mom, like we really had like a, a friendship, um, relationship. Yeah, like, even to this my day. mom would come outside, play football, like roller skate, like she would like literally play with us and have fun. Yeah. So, but that in my mind, at at a young age, created a friendship bond. And so it was it, never. It, a, it was easy to cross the line. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. So like, even with my mom, like, yeah, same thing. Like with my mom, like, knowing what my mom and my dad went through, being old enough to see it everything yeah. firsthand, um, it made me really distant from my dad. Yeah, and you know, learning about my past and how like, you know, I I, I don't look black, and so right. like my black family, it took them a while for them to understand that I am my dad's son, yeah. and so. It was an adjustment period for me to be like, it was almost a, it was a bigger blessing than anything for my cousins to move in because then I had no choice but to get close to my black side of my family. Right. Whereas before that, I was, I was only close with my white, my white family. Yeah. And so it was, it was a strange dynamic because even though I loved my mom very much and I never wanted to hurt her, it felt easier for me to disrespect her mm -hmm. because i'd never looked at not never looked at her but i didn't really see her as a parent more of just like a caretaker yep so and i have to say the same thing i disrespected my mom so much so like this is my public apology because i, I didn't you, i just yeah i love the hell out of my mom and i just uh i didn't understand our, our relationship and dynamic and like i said like she was the disciplinary and like it, it, it felt more when she was being the disciplinary to me. It felt more like a bully than a mom trying to teach her son the right way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're bigger than me, so you whoop me. But like, it's it, and not only is it a mom, a young mom trying to figure out her how to life. parent, but it's also somebody that's struggling. And then that's kind of the dynamic that was created between you know my grandma and her. So like when we moved from Chicago to Iowa. Like I was heartbroken. Like I resented my mom for moving us away from my grandma. Like, why wow. are we going to stupid ass Iowa yeah. country ass? Like before then in Chicago and the South Side Low End, I'd never even seen a white person. Yeah. I moved to Iowa. I am the only black person in my class. We lived in Washington, Iowa. I was the only black person in that fucking school. So the dynamic was so fucking different. It may, have, it may have been four times. Hit the, cricket, great time. hit, the, hit the cricket. Hit the cricket. I was butt. a city boy. <laughs> we don't uh, even have it anymore. No. <laughs> so, you know, for a while, like, I, I like, resented my mom. Oh. Uh, my stepdad, Jacob and Alicia's dad, uh, 
we were we were cool. I looked at him as a friend as well. And by the time I finally just accepted him as a dad, they had split up. So shit just got weird. Oh, see, I had the opposite. So like my my parents, you talk about how like your mom moved to, like took you away from your grandmother. Yeah, my mom left us. So yeah. like my mom and you know retro like in that moment in time you're a child, you're being left with like you said you're bully. Like I looked at my father as like. This motherfucker just whooped <laughs> yeah, my ass. Yeah, that's all you do. All the time. Do you even like me? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, when she left us, you know, back then in my young mind, I'm like, why didn't you take us with you? Yeah. What was going? Like, yeah. what were we not good enough? Were we too much yeah. of a hassle? And so, I don't want to tell the story because it's really fucking sad. But I will. On the last, on the first time my mom left, she took everybody else to school, and I'm still downstairs getting ready. And I'm trying to rush because I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to miss my ride. Yeah. Uh, she pulls off. Right, but before she pulls off, I'm coming up to the van. She's like, just wait right here. I'll come back and get you. There's not enough room. Yeah. It's always been enough room in the van. We've always made room. Labs, yeah. laying down, whatever it takes. I'm going to figure it out. She comes back. I'm waiting outside because I don't want to get my ass whooped. I'm waiting outside. She pulls up. I hop in the car. She's like, you can hop in the front seat. I'm in the front seat. She just starts bawling. Yeah. Crying. How old are you then? Uh, I think I'm like I'm in like fifth grade. Yeah, and I'm like, why are you crying? She's like, I. She's like, it's fine. I'm just happy that you're here with me. She pulls off. She goes to the school. I'm about to hop out. She like grabs my arm. She's like, hey, you know I love you. I'm like, yeah, of course. She's like, I love you too. She's like, no, just know that I really, I truly love you. Yeah. And uh, I hop out of the car. She's bawling, crying. Yeah. And I didn't see my mom again for like three, four months. And it was the hardest thing in the world to come home. Like, hey, where's mom at? And, you know, your dad's like, oh, that, you know, that heifer left us. Yeah, yeah, he mad. Yeah, he's mad. And he's hurt. And And as a man, when you're hurt. You understand that when we hurt, we deal with it with anger. Yeah. And it's not a. And now you got all these fucking kids. Yep. Yep. And you're like, fuck, yep. what am I going to do? And even though my dad didn't treat my mom the best, you know, like, he's still a young man at this point. We're he's, still learning. Yeah, like, he's, yep. they're both still learning and growing. And so mm-hmm. when my mom left, it was like a piece of me left. Yeah. And then she came back, and then she left again. Yeah. And so then more and more of me was gone. Yeah. And to the point where at, at some point I just became so independent and separate yeah. from my family that everything else to me was like, I don't need anybody else. Yeah. Now I don't I don't need to be around my dad. I don't need to be around my cousins. I don't need to be uh, I put myself in every program I could. Football, basketball, show choir. Something that would keep me home from home till 10 yeah. p.m. Yeah. And then I come home at 10 p.m. I do my homework and I fall asleep yeah. and I do the same thing yeah. 5 days a week because to me you know, it was it was nothing left. Like there was yeah. like I love my brothers. I love my and I call my cousins my brothers. Those yeah. are my brothers. Yeah. I love my sisters, but now I'm so independent. I've separated myself so far. Yeah. You know, very similar to how you like you moved out. Yeah. That I don't I don't connect anymore yeah. with my I didn't connect that much with my family. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like you know, am I grateful? 
do I get it now? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you're in a relationship where it's just not working, and it's pro probably one of the most hardest things you've yeah. ever had to experience yeah. is just leaving your kids. Yeah. But when you need to escape from something and to better yourself and to give yourself an opportunity to be a better woman and a better mother, yeah. you know, I totally understand, understand it, now. it now. And I yep. love her. And I'm, it takes a long time. And it does, dude. And I'm grateful to her to the fact that, like, because that taught me that I can I can leave. I can go somewhere else yeah. and find myself somewhere else. Yeah. And so that led all the way up yep. to me moving to Missouri and California and and See, now I got to do a flash forward and, and, a, and, a, and a backwards thing because uh, when I had Naya, like me and Naya's mom were together for, I think, like seven or eight years before we finally called it off. But only, I would say, five of those years were good years. Like we knew the last two years were bad, but I'm like, we have to make this work for the kid. And we're married and we did this under God. Like we can't just call it quits at any point. So when she left and we didn't get back together, I was like, motherfucker, we could have did that. Like, I didn't know that was even an option. And in my mind, it wasn't an option. Like, we just sit here and be miserable for the kid. And, like, I'm just so much more happier, like, a whole, like, a, an actual fucking person now that yeah. we're separate. But before that, like, my life was how do I make her happy? How do I make her kids happy? Mm. And then hopefully I have some time for Naya. Now my life is like, what makes Naya happy? What makes me happy? Let's do that. Let's just do it. We don't have yeah. to report. We don't have to debate. It, we just do what makes us happy. Yep. But in my head in that marriage was, I, honestly, it's probably because I grew up, and I'll get to that, so this is where I'll have to travel backwards, is I grew up with just my mom and without a father till I was 14. And then when I was 14, there was no mom or dad. Uh, so I was like, I can't let Naya grow up that way like, i refuse uh but i'm honestly appreciative so now this is us jumping back and forth but uh so 14 till i was old enough to buy a house well I, we were renting the house but i rented a big ass house and moved my mom my mom and then we moved to atlanta with this dude she was dating that i didn't like uh when i was 14 and i at that point my next siblings, we'll call this episode siblings. We're not even going to get to Tempe. This yeah. is too this deep is just and too good. Yeah. So uh, my new siblings at 14 was uh, Chuck, Zaya, Jarrell, uh, and, and my father was, was Anthony, had a my producer. Jarrell too? Yeah, yeah. Jarrell Robinson, he ran for mayor at one point. Uh, like close, like I think we're born the same year. And uh, I see him running up and down the Yeah, he run, he's, he's like – one of my, I would never admit this well, to him in person. Like a, like no, I mean like, no, I mean like, no, I mean like, like no jogging, like yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's I mean, such a good dude, man. <laughs> but he he's one of those dudes that's just when you meet him, he's inspirational and really inspiring. Like I have to get him in here at some point, and he actually sings, and he's just a great person. And um, they, at at least Jarrell, I'll say, became my big brother. Me, Chuck, Zaya. We were all like we're all the same age within a month apart. So we were rivals, but we were brothers that just had each other's back like no other. Like Chuck moved me in with him and his mom and his sisters. And um, you know, Zay is the one that really pushed me to do the music. Uh Jarrell introduced me to Anthony, who was producing and had a studio. And then Anthony was just like the father of the group and uh he was like uh 10, 15 years older than us. And really keeping us out of the streets and doing music and and staying positive 
And he's if you meet him, he's not a positive person, like, at all. He knows he's not. He's the most gangster, don't give a fuck, will say whatever the fuck is on his mind at any given moment. But I don't know what it is, but it's something about him that just you can just feel his he's got such a good heart. He's always been about his family and, and, and providing for not only his kids, his wife, but also providing for us and giving us that safe space wow. and, and giving us something positive to focus That's on. That's so rare, too. And and not just I don't want to just say in a black man's life or a black kid's life, but it really is mm-hmm. having being able to feel safe and and be yourself. Yep. And a black kid's life is so rare because immediately in, in most homes, you're either raised by a single mother or you're raised you know, in a single household. And so yep. you have to grow up so fast. Yep. And at one point, your childhood is, is gone by yep. 12, 14. Yep. And so to be able to have that moment of being able to be like, I have a mentor, I have someone I can and I have my brothers and yep. I have my, you know, and that and that circles back to what I was saying at uh your friends become your family. Yeah. And these so, are my family. Yeah. And the other iron, ironic thing about, you know, us all being the same age, we all didn't have a dad in the home. We raised mm. each other outside of the principles that Anthony taught us, but he wasn't sitting there talking like these are the principles you need to follow. It was just example, leading by example, and he was he put no focus on the fact that he worked fucking 12, 14 hour days come home, spend some time with his family, and then tell us we can come record for the next four or five hours and then repeat it every single fucking day. Like, it was just me noticing. And, like, it was literally one day. And, like, when you meet him, it's like he's not a positive person. But I told like, motherfucker, did I just realize you're a positive fucking influence? It's like that that video where it's like when a toddler becomes conscious, you're like, yeah, I became conscious and realized you're a really fucking positive, great fucking human being. One of the greatest human beings I've ever like you've been helping us so much develop this music and tell us how we need to do the business side of things and how we can't just record it. We need to also find someone to do the album cover. We need to also be in the streets and we need to market and pitch and we need to build a website and we need to shoot the video and edit it. And you can do it. You can edit this. You can learn that you can learn everything. And because of him, I'm the entrepreneur that I am today. I would have none of those. It That's, was for I Anthony had, Teague. Shout out to him. I had that same moment with my dad where it was like. Yeah, because you went from thinking like, damn, nigga, you just disciplined just me. You whooped me. Just whooping ass. Just whooping ass. <laughs> taking care of all these fucking kids. You're yep. not, you know, you're not giving me the attention I need. You're not showing me. And then showing me the love that I need. And then yeah. boom, one day I'm like, Wait a all minute. of this was super necessary. <laughs> all this was to get me All here. of this was to push me to this point of where yep. I can be independent. I can do all the things that I'm doing right now yep. because of what my dad taught me. And he yep. continues to do it. He continues to teach me. And through his business and still taking care of his mom and yep. all the things that he's doing, it's like he could easily be like, fuck this food truck business. Let me sell it. Yeah. Fuck taking care of my mom. I got two, three other siblings. Go on an island and fuck the, Yeah, I could turn my back. <laughs> excuse me, and do all the things that I really want to do. Yep. But it's 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 an amazing moment for a young man to realize that everything that's been a part of your journey, if you let it make you, it will make the best out of you. Yep. 
If you let it break you, it it'll will break just, the it'll fuck break out. the fuck out of you. <laughs> and so it's like there, there's a clip for you, child piece. Yeah. <laughs> let it make Cause, you because it's real. Because it's it like like two things I I get from my parents always. Like I always get this wild, adventurous, on the whim side from my mom, but then I get this very like disciplined, like understanding business perspective on everything from my father and so when i combine them it creates the the mindset that i have now where it's like yeah i'll love the fuck out of you but if you fuck with my money and my business now we got a problem mm -hmm. and on the opposite end i will bring you into my business if i love and care for you and mm -hmm. i see your potential yeah. mm -hmm. if you don't see it for yourself i'm gonna put i'm gonna put my hand on your back and push you yeah. i won't shove you i won't throw you but I'll nudge you enough until you start seeing it for yourself. Yeah. Until you give me a reason not to, until you tell me I don't this I'll wash my hands of it. I'll when you give me that reason and I wash my hands of it, you won't hear from me again. Because yeah. there's one thing I've always my dad's always told me, you can give all you want to somebody, but if they don't want it, they won't take it. So give it to someone who wants it. Yeah. All this time and energy you're wasting on people that don't want this, that doesn't matter how much potential they could be 10 times better than this person at this. If they don't fucking want it, they won't take it. Yeah. So give that energy and that time to the person that wants it, and they'll work their ass off for yeah. it. They'll run away with that shit, and next thing you know, they're past you yeah. doing the shit that you taught them to do. Yeah. And that's fulfillment. That's yes. when you realize that you're doing the right <laughs> shit. And I learned purpose. a lot of that from you. And that's what I was just going to yeah. say. You were telling me the other day, like, that's your purpose. Your yeah. purpose is to make sure everyone in your camp is doing better or if not like more yeah. than you yeah and i'm like that's an amazing mindset to have that's a rare mindset to have because a lot of people nowadays they'll don't want to see you foot on you yeah they don't want you they'll to exceed they'll gatekeep they'll, <laughs> yep. they'll hold yep. back yep they'll misinform yep just to make sure you're you're just, never ahead of them. just, just a right little underneath little them. Bit behind you're them. as useful as they need you to be and yep. i want everybody around me to be way more useful than me I want to be able to pull them for resources Man. that they have and help lift me up because if you're just one person, like, what happens if you die with the knowledge? Like, that's trash, That's bro. trash as <laughs> Like, I want to leave a legacy. I want everybody to eat and help their families. Like, one of the most important things to me is, like, at one point you'll have grandkids. Yep. And I would love for them to be able to say, well, you know, Grandpa, you know, Grandpa T, he – he always thinks this one guy that introduced him to this guy, and that's why we live this way. And I just wanted to yeah. be the person that, you know, passed you along to the right person that right. provided for your next generation. Yeah, like, well, and then when you when you have that mindset and you, you like you said, when you raise your kids and your grandkids in that mindset, that creative um, incubator of yeah. love and, right. and pushing people forward, it only builds your legacy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you can have however many plaques you want. You can sell yeah. how many records you want. You can be as popular as you want. Yeah. Your legacy is based off of your you next... You being a trash individual. Yeah. <laughs> if, your like, if your legacy what? ain't shit, you can build this company to multi-billions. You might as well sell that bitch yeah. if no one fucks with you. Exactly. Like, because what are you, you going to... What's your legacy going to be about? Yeah, he had all this money, and yeah, he did all these things. But, but no he one fucked over yeah. everybody in the city. And he city. has no one to carry he his crown. He did nothing for nonprofit <clears throat> organizations. No he one's going to take his throne. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that shit's trash to me, bro. That's, Why even do it? That's not what life is about. No. Like, <laughs> give it. back. Like, and that's, and like, 
circling back to family, like, bro, like, I love my family. Yeah. I love my family to death. And what my dad is doing is building a legacy. He started a business from nothing. We had yeah. a tent, two hot dog warmers, and a table. <laughs> and now he's about to That's open fire. his second food truck. Yeah. And all he wants, yeah. bro, and all he wants is to pass it on to somebody. Yeah. So that way, the, it, keeping up with the Joneses can grow and keep growing until yeah. there's a fleet of fucking trucks. Yeah. Until all over the nation, it's a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Till that, they can't keep up with the motherfucking they, Joneses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm sure you have the same thing with T1. Like, yeah. you want to build that up until yeah. Nye is a fucking CFO of yeah. a multi-billion dollar corporation, yeah. entertainment corporation. Yeah. And she's just... And that and that's yeah. legacy. Yeah. That's what a fucking legacy yeah. is. That's the beautiful part yeah. of life is giving yeah. giving it back, yeah. so that the next generation can have mo- exactly. more than enough to give back. Uh, on Excellent. the selfless on the selfless uh, promoter side, I don't want to be hosting Iowa Summer Jam eleven and twelve. Like, right. I don't need to be doing Iowa Music Awards two thousand thirty four. Like, yeah. I'm creating this to hand it off exactly. to somebody that can do something greater with it uh, but also give people purpose and motivate them to do something better and and feel accomplished because we weren't awarded for the hard fucking work we put in mm. you know like mm. so I want to build something that builds a community that makes us all better but I don't need to have myself my name or anything else attached besides people that work hard and try well, to do the best. And that's that's the most amazing part about the IMAs that you've done is like you made people realize in Iowa that damn, we actually can do this. Yep. Like we actually have enough talent and art and and people yeah. here to do this. Yeah. So many people try to say we're not Iowa's not ready. Why would you say that? Why, Let's for, get them ready. The why? Fuck, why like why can't we be ready? <laughs> we're in the heart of the country. Yeah. You don't think we have enough talent, yeah. enough influence here? We're taking I mean, go look at that wall by itself. Like there's a lot of fucking talent just in this area. So many yeah. dude and you hear the different styles and the different types of art yeah. and the collaborations start working and mixing together and the next yeah. you know there's a whole new sound yeah. and you're like fuck dude yeah. how many years have we just been looking past ourselves exactly to to go out somewhere else to get what we have right fucking here yeah. and i think that's the best part about the imas is like motherfuckers are finally like and now they're hungry yeah and that's the best part about like being like if you're truly a beast that like what you do a hunger that that hunger yeah. that what you do not winning something will literally create like a yeah. a fucking starvation yeah. of you being like oh I'm gonna make sure yeah. my city's heard next year oh I'm yeah. gonna make sure I'm heard like this exactly. album this so this song this collaboration it's gonna be heard yeah. this fucking year mm-hmm. yeah. and I fucking love that part yeah. about the IMAs. we need that we need that we had it and you're the one to fucking show everybody. It's been here. Yeah, cheers, man. I'm gonna... <laughs> Lim, cheers. Is that a peach one or a grapefruit? Your favorite. Look at grapefruit, you. Grapefruit, bro. Your favorite. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Some grapefruit. Grapefruit. Uh, but I was, I was, uh, to circle back on some of that, like leaving a legacy. Um, it's funny because a, a client of mine uh, and I earlier were talking about something that I want to do, mm-hmm. and that is, I want to eventually get to a space where I can um, teach and uh, and grow new engineers and, and get them to a point where, so I, I go through all the basics, I build the curriculum, and at the very end of it, they the, the sound box would pay for 
their Pro Tool certification. Damn. Mm, so that'd fire. be like the fine, the capstone yeah. of it is like you get your Pro Tool yeah. certification. So I want to, I want to just be pumping out brand new engineers out yep. of this place. That's that would be, fire. that's amazing. Yeah. And, so and then they're in different cities, and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Now they're changing the Iowa sound oh, and being that. there, and mm. that's lit. Yeah. yeah, and that's the domino effect, yeah. right? Is like you build something that, like you said earlier, the foundation of something, yes. and then next thing you know. It's building and it's building and now yep. it's a fucking skyscraper and the person yep. at the top is thinking about fuck the building. Now we need yeah. to buy land. Yes. Now we need to build <laughs> So what's so a dope compound. <laughs> a compound, yeah. What's so dope about this conversation that at this point it's become a theme that I, I try to wrap everything full circle. It's all gotta make sense. So like literally words that you're using is a part of this story of siblings, which became its own episode. That's crazy how yeah. that just happened. Yeah. But um the guys that I mentioned that are like went from friends to they are my brothers, uh, Chuck, Jarrell, Zaya, Anthony, uh, growing, we, we were the artist big bang. And now we've created the big bang foundation, Dope. which is Dope. a 501 C three nonprofit organization. Um, they've been teaching, uh, sports, basketball, football, um, opening, uh, schools after dark, giving kids like a place to go to just be themselves, but a safe environment and really giving back to the community. Uh, Chuck recently, a few weeks ago, opened up his own gym, which allows kids to not only practice sports, but I'll be playing music out of there for them to celebrate and have fun and just really like, just be in a better environment than just running the streets endlessly Man, with no amazing. purpose or nothing or nowhere to go. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that one. That was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Did not mean to do that one. Hell? But I really feel like it, it really all this stems from Anthony taking a chance on these young teenagers and helping us. And then now we have this sense of duty that we have to give back. Right. And then we have our own kids. Like at one point, <laughs> like again, I, I talk about like how I'm not athletically inclined or anything, but at one point after like all the like murders and shit of, of black people for no fucking reason I got compelled that uh, and we had met with like the chief of police and we came to a conclusion that change only comes from inside Yeah, inside the community, inside Absolutely. you know, the, the, the positions of power, so I actually applied to be a cop and I've, I'll be honest, I've always hated cops damn, I don't think that'll ever change, but I felt I, I had had I had my uh, I had my daughter and I was thinking about her as a teenager and the experiences that I've had. Like I, my first gun was pulled out on me by a cop when I was like 16 years old. And I don't want that experience for my daughter. And we don't have cops that look like us that we can know that isn't just going to shoot us because they're nervous or so my think it was a taser or some shit like that. So my question to you would be why? Why be a cop instead of going running for council or running for mayor? Because or, the cop's the one with the gun that'll shoot you. Yeah, but that mm. being a one cop, one soldier in the middle of an army, is not going to infiltrate as much as being a general. Somebody, I don't, policy. I don't feel, I, I, I don't. You have to be on the field. The soldier's the one who makes the call. The soldier will end the lives. The soldier is the one that his compadres, his partners, are going to have his back, so he could do some dirty shit. So my argument to that would be if you became, instead of becoming just one singular cop, 
that would only have one partner and be able to cruise with that one person. Mm-hmm. Why not be a council member that implements a program where we get more African-American police officers here, where we do a pool or a draft from all these other cities where we have the, the programs and the housing and the, and the funding to get more African-American or people of color in our police department. Because that's mm-hmm. it, uh, to me that feels like the same as blaming the president for when bad things happen. Bad things start with the individual. Well, Like if somebody yeah, is trigger right. happy, like I'd rather be a black cop with a white partner that might be trigger happy that I can tell, hey, don't don't end this kid's life. So I'm right there on the front line versus behind the one, scenes. On that, on that point, something. though. That one life matters, whether yeah, it's one course. situation. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. But on that point, though, what Tevin is kind of saying here is so if every single cop is taught the same exact thing because that is the policy, which, for example, there is a sheriff out of uh, uh, somewhere, Gretna, I believe, mm-hmm. Nebraska, that is was on my dad. He was a Schwann's man. Yeah. Uh, so he was on his route, and he was talking to him about, like, what police are cha- trained to do and what sheriffs are trained to do. Yeah. And they're literally, in their training, taught to dump their fucking magazines. Right. Like, if it's if it's a life-or-death situation, whatever, whatever, or if they're, they feel threatened, it's yeah. all fucking 14 of them, whatever, yeah. however many... A Glock 22 Gen 4 has 14 in the mag. Right. So all 14 are coming at you if you feel threatened. Yeah. Like, so so, so don't don't train them to do that. I feel that. Like, let's let's fix the policy. But I'm so concerned about every situation. I, if I can yeah. stop one bad situation, absolutely, that matters because a policy will help a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. But that one bad apple is still gonna be there. And no matter what the policy is, what the training is, there will be somebody. So I'd rather be standing next to the bad apple and prevent them from doing something that ends a life or, or scars somebody for the rest of their life yeah. um, than trying to implement policies that I feel like the country is already built on so many negative situations. Like, just... It, it, we're already institutionalized, and, and it and it really is a is a shitty. The only reason I the only reason I, the only reason yeah. I I would disagree is because I'm a person with a past, right? Like I have mm. charges. I can't run for council. I can't run for mm. these things. Yeah. And so, if, talking to someone who you got a felony can. I mean, that's that's personal, but. Talking to someone who can. Damn, Lamb. Sorry. Delete that fucking Are you producing or are you? Sorry. Come on in. We got him. What the fuck, bro? Well, if it's all right, I can look it up. That's great. I'm glad you can. Jesus. Yeah. So coming from my perspective, who wants the same change? Like, I feel what you're saying. You know what I mean? But, like, to me, someone who can't take that position of power, like, it would mean it would mean more to me as a young black man if I was in my teenage, if I was still in high school and my police chief was a black man who was changing policies where we were integrating more more partnerships, like you're saying, where there's one black cop, there's one white cop, one Hispanic cop, one white cop, where we're mixing people of color with partners of that are, of, that are white. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would mean more to me. Now I have a hero that I, now I see, it's just like Barack Obama. You don't think a black man could ever be the president until you see a black man become a president. Yeah. And so seeing a black cop, you're like, oh, that nigga, Tom ass nigga, like, yeah, he's probably yeah. still gonna pull me over. He's probably gonna show out for the white cop. Yeah. You know, even though you have that one instance where you you might save a life. Because a trigger happy cop is gonna be trigger happy regardless. Like a bad apple is gonna be a bad apple regardless. Yeah. 
we can but, do our we can do something to, to try to prevent it. But there's as nothing one happening. Per, but there's <laughs> but there's that's one situation. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that one life doesn't matter. No. But where you, if there's a situation, there's an opportunity where you can take a position of power that can change the whole picture yeah. instead of changing one little number on the number painting. Yeah. That to me means a lot more. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't disagree with you that yeah. having a having a mixed partnerships that should be a thing regardless yeah. in America. There should never be black and black partners, there should be never white and white partners, Hispanic and Hispanic yeah. regardless. There's too many police officers, there's too many people that are in this in this job which doesn't have enough training, which doesn't have enough education yeah. um in general, you know what I'm saying that it should ever be that way. Yeah. And so like I get what you're saying. I respect that. I think you know, even if you inf- affect one life, of course that's important. Right. But yeah. if you can affect many lives, yeah, that's a bigger picture that I see. And and you know, maybe that's in the cards down the line. I think the way that I've always thought of things, like even like CEO of T1 Entertainment, like in order to take a title of CEO, I feel like you should have done every position. You should have been mm, in the streets. Yeah. You should have been on the field. You should have done all the training before you try to implement your own. And try to tell people this is how you should do it, like you but go you've from never experienced it. To, you to you work your way to, up. I, you gotta start on the street level. So I you can I would agree with that if it was fucking Burger King, Taco Bell, and McDonald's. <laughs> but we're talking about a bigger, a grander picture. To me, like there's just some people. Some people don't have the the education, the vision, or the the understanding of human nature, uh-huh. of human beings to work their way up through something. Sometimes there literally needs to be somebody. I'm not saying you skip steps. I'm not saying you go from being a fucking mall cop to being chief of police by any means. But if you can be somebody like you, Uh who's run a a company that's been around for five plus years, who's been a a pillar in the community, who's changed the lives of multiple people, who has a backing and a following, who has the influence and the platform to change people's lives, That to me is that is the groundwork. Right. That is that is the the thing that people are missing nowadays is because the human part of these politicians, these these greedy motherfuckers that are just taking money, mm-hmm. that's the part that's missing. And I think a person like you has that human part. That's a, like to me, that's what's missing is the humanity part. These motherfuckers that are making six figures not, or and plus millions of dollars in these positions that. They don't even shake hands with people who are. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like. No. And you have that experience. Right. I just heard it 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago on this podcast. Yeah. So to me, that's the part that I think is the experience. It's not about being on the street, being in the field. Like, yeah, of course, that having that insight, of course it helps. Yeah. It'll, I'll never take that away from that. But right. having the human part of the experience is the most important you you part. You have a bigger impact. Yeah. I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I respect that. Y'all gonna good. kill me. You gotta pee. I gotta pee like a motherfucker. Dog. I've been cold. <laughs> we gonna take a break and then we gotta do the intro. We still haven't even done the intro. Can we just piece that in? We gotta do it. We gotta God do it. it. <laughs> I, I would lighten the mood when you come back. Right, I gotta right, talk right about right. my other siblings that my long ass story ain't got to yet. We gonna take a break. He gotta take a shit. I was not taking a shit TNT. this time. We'll be right back. I'm taking a shit. I'm not taking Shitty a booty shit. ass. Shitty I'm booty ass. (laughs) 
We're doing mid-show intro. Mid-show intro. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And in three, two, one. Uh huh. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. TNT. Yeah. Let's go. Titties and tortas. Torta. Tortas like vagina. But with a T. Tony Tevin. Titty Let's go. Dynamite, y'all. TNT motherfuckers. 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 I put Tevin through the ringer. Today. Bro. <laughs> hey, redo cool. that. I it's was fun like, to get nervous about something. I was nervous <laughs> as fuck, dog. I was like, damn, maybe this is going to be whack. I was like, Tone and Lim would tell don't me, tell right? Me. Yeah. Right? Like, like, please don't. I don't I'm gonna listen to the song when it's all done and my verse is just not in there. Hey, if I, if I, if I was getting paid for it, I would tell you. Damn. <laughs> I'm just damn. kidding. <laughs> I, I, I pay them. I just don't, I don't pay them. I'm enough. playing. It was dope. It was dope. It was dope. I'm getting it very self conscious. Hey, play hey, it hey, for hey, your hey. uncle that said your verse on Sunday Vise was whack. The one in Germany that's one of the biggest DJs. Yes. That that's worked the with most Beyonce and Quincy opinion. Jones. And the most important oh, okay, opinion yeah, you can get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if he says it's whack, we redo it. And if mm. he says, well done. Excellent. He's going to be like, <laughs> I made it. Right, how many times I got to tell you? You ain't no fucking rapper. <laughs> I just want to tell you, ain't no fucking rapper. Oh man! So nah, before we uh, before we got off on the uh, the cop situation, sorry, I really had yeah, to that just, I was that was that there came were out of, y'all four or five ready. drinks. Y'all deep. weren't ready. That, he was like, right. I want to hit. I eject. What the fuck? I didn't. I didn't submit. I don't like, like it. <laughs> <laughs> Go bigger. The fuck was that? Uh, siblings. So yeah, uh, the Big Bang Foundation consists of my brothers, but um, we we were brothers from. I mean, we're still brothers, but since the age of fourteen is when I met all those guys. So about twenty years ago, but about God, how many years now? Almost nine years ago. So I grew up with just my mom, my grandma, and all them. Never knew who my dad was, and <laughs> my Big Bang buddies would always ask me, like, "You gonna ask her about your dad? You gotta ask her." And there was like maybe four times in my whole life of I asked. I I, I hope I say that word right. Asked. Asked, I struggle. Said with it ask. black enough. A-S-K-E-D-E-S-K. Yeah. Y'all know what I mean. Asked. Somebody left a comment. <laughs> Fucking YouTubers. It, it got to me. Like, oh, asked. Yeah, I don't ask me anything. anything. He said asked. <laughs> you know what I, uh, I requested the information from my mother about <laughs> my father about four times. I was hoping that was white enough. Sorry, John. Oh, uh, it passed. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> but I asked her about four different times throughout life, like when I was like five, nine, then when I was 14, and then when I was like 18, who is my dad? And like she'd always like burst into tears and like not tell me the story. Mm, that's a little bit of gaslighting, but we'll continue. Define gaslighting. She didn't You said lightning? Tra- 
She didn't want to. She tell said. Me. He said. Like, ask. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. No more grammar. Can please. I ask you if you? I'm said not lightning. Thor <laughs> with an axe that commands lightning. I'm just. Feel like, I just ooh. Gas lighting. I, there you go. Better. <laughs> I just feel like that's like a. Never mind. I blame High Noon. I love you, Mom. I. Anyways, continue your story because I feel like I'm just digging myself in a deeper <laughs> hole. So I'll just stop talking. He, he wants that plate. all together. <laughs> he wants that plate. So, yeah, uh, I never got an answer until I was uh, 26. It was my golden birthday, and Lindsay was pregnant with Naya. So it being my golden birthday, and me also needing to know if there's any um, genetic uh, sicknesses. <laughs> told you he was going to drink them all. <laughs> told you. <laughs> Empty case of. I thought it was too many, and it wasn't enough. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You guys kill my. I, I had sorry. a tear like prepared. Sorry, sorry, right, sorry. So sorry. This story. For that. <laughs> That's my fault. It's Fucking limb. What a producer. Uh, Better engineer. Uh, than he said, he is a <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are ass. <laughs> Drink my. Uh, this is a shout out to our sponsor, High Noon. Black and soda grapefruit made of real juice. You guys grapefruit. Have grapefruit All right, go All ahead, right. Tone. Sorry. 26. That's fucked up. Ask my mom. It's my golden birthday. About to have a kid. Need to know about my dad. Mm. She writes me a letter. Tells me my dad's name. I look this dude up, and he looks like the coolest fucking dude ever. Uh, he's married. I don't know if he's got other kids or not, uh, but he just he looks really cool. Um, none of my family know who my dad is. Not my uncles, not my grandma, not my aunt. Nobody knew who my dad was, but my mom. Mm. Uh, she had kept that secret for 26 years. And, um, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, it was, it was a toxic relationship. And like, I, I will say like, I didn't understand at the time how you could keep something secret for that long until I had two kids of my own and it's like when that other partner ain't doing it for you and it's best for you to to separate yourself and even if it's you and the kid you you have to do what you think is best we're all you no matter how old you are like again she was young but uh no matter how old you are like you know I think uh I was close to 30 having Naya and I'm still guessing parenting is guessing like if you see somebody that's a good parent they're really just a good guesser that's mm. all the fuck parenting mm. is. Um, That's true. So she did what she thought was best. And if, uh, for a little while, I resented her for it. And then even after meeting my dad and realizing how cool he was, like, I resented her a little bit more. Like, come on, bro. Like, he could have been here the whole time. Um, so and, did, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, did he right. know about you? He knew about me. But he wasn't allowed to talk to you? Was not. He was forbidden. Forbidden. Okay, sorry. Forbidden. That adds a yeah, little bit of meat that. to that. That adds a little bit of meat to that because I was like, uh, "How damn. do I define the forbidden?" It's a stay the fuck away from me, my kid, and never talk to me again type of situation. Gotcha. And honestly, at his age, I believe he was about sixteen, seventeen. Okay. And I would have been his second kid, and he's not necessarily in a stable position. Like he, he don't 16, 17, of course. Like. Yeah. So I like, I've been one of those guys. Oh, fuck these deadbeat dads, all that shit. And then it's like, I would not know what the fuck to do at 16, 17 with Boy. two kids. Right. 
Man. <laughs> Bruh. I didn't even like, think I'm getting stressed just thinking up. about, yeah, like, that's what life is. Like, that's, so, it's all, and, it, and, and it, it, it's shitty, but it's almost she gave him an out. And I can't blame him for taking the out. Um, he looks at it as he respected her wishes. I look at it from my personal situations now that if I was that age and somebody like I, I don't, I don't. I Someone don't gave you an opportunity to be to live your your youth to let you live the rest of your life. Yeah, you're without. It's your, tough. That is yeah, because t- I I can never. I can't go without my girls, bro. Yeah, like now like so, it's something you learn. It's such a tough situation that I can't even being the person, the victim in this situation. I can't speak on it and say I would do this or that. No one can until you're that person in that situation. And I can only imagine a 16, 17 year old with a second kid, and you already don't know what the fuck to do with the first mindset. Yeah, so. It was tough. So uh, I met him, loved him immediately, didn't come at him aggressive. Like, there was a lot of different ways that that situation could have been approached. You could have approached the f- On some bullshit. Yeah, right. Where the fuck? Like, I didn't, I didn't care. I love family so much, and I just learned that from my grandma and from us being so close that, like, a new family member is a dream come true. It's not a something out of anger. So meeting my dad and, and his wonderful wife, uh, that just open armed accepted me because, you know, I reached out to his sister first. Like, hey, if he wants to meet me, cool. If he doesn't, I understand it's whatever. And he's like, he wants to meet you. And like, it was just son from day one. And I had Dope. these list of like corny questions, like nothing serious, but just finding out about him. And like, we are so much the same. And he's so fucking cool and just such a great person to me. It's just. It's crazy. Still so in contact with him. Yeah, yeah. This oh, this, cool this pop. pop. Yeah, yeah. He's Seven cool kicked it with him. Yeah. Where's he? Where's he at? Like, <laughs> he's, he's in cool. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Light skin. He's so fuck that. <laughs> Light skin, bald. <laughs> Goes he like the same? Gang like, on gang. <laughs> might be ten stuff. But uh, whatever. My my pop is super cool. Uh, love on the deaf, and then the the best gift after meeting him after 26 years was my three brothers. (laughs) I had to count my additional three brothers. And like, since a child, I always wonder were were there other, what what do we call them? Uh, Not variations. What what's variants. Loki call them? Variants. Variants. Tone variants. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> literally what I would call These to. three motherfuckers are tone variants. They like look the same. To bro. the max. Like me and my little brother Tari look exactly the same. Q's got some younger pictures that I thought was me. But like and then Law, like the things like me and Law have the exact same sense of humor. And then me and Q have the same exact interest. And like the wisdom things about me, he has, but it's amplified. And then the 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 comedy shit about me, Law is way better at. Like he's just better at everything that I do <laughs> as him. Like it's just it's the fucking dopest shit ever. And then like Tari is somebody that I just want to spend more time with because he's younger, so he's going through all the motions that I already been through. Right. And then when we all are together, it's like it's fucking video games. It's sports that we were never good enough to play at, but we're all equally <laughs> as bad. Uh, fucking freestyle. Like, it's just, 
it it was the dopest experience ever awesome, gaining three brothers at 26 like my life i that was the sequel to my life mm. and and what was cool and i i, I normally say like i i preference this with like i don't want to take credit i'm gonna take some motherfucking credit when i met them they were they had roommates and and like apartments and shit but then they came to Iowa and they saw like I had the big ass house and I had the family and all that shit so maybe within a year or two Hugh buys his first home and and he starts his family law buys his home after that and and gets a better job and starts his family and uh you know I'm with uh Lindsay uh Naya's mom at the time um and you know they see me like just on top of the world. They come into Iowa and they see like, I'm the motherfucking man here compared to what you would be in uh, Chicago. Like if I did the same exact thing that I do here in Chicago, still wouldn't be shit. Do that same thing in Texas, still wouldn't be shit. But what I'm doing in Iowa is such a bigger deal. Mm. And then all the people that come up to me, like one story Q tells all the time that I love is like me and Tone, Tone took me to Iowa and we went to a bar and this mom just came up damn near in tears like, my son's messing up. You mentored him, and you were such an inspiration when you were mentoring him. What can I say to him, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I spent probably 30 minutes just breaking down different scenarios on how to help this kid and then agreeing to reach out to him and spend more time with him. And he's like, that's just dope that that's the person in your community that, like, random families would walk up to and know they can trust you, confide in you, and get the answers they're looking for. Mm. So since then, they have been on – the biggest rise, like uh, both starting their own companies and, like I said, own their houses and families, and they 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 were uh, at my wedding and stuff because like it all just happened in perfect like divine timing, yep. and goddamn. All right, anyway, uh, <laughs> don't you cry. I can't promise I won't. So, the dopest thing about them being there and seeing me at my highest peak is they got to see see me and be there for me when i reached my lowest mm. after i lost you know my wife at the time i'm fighting to have my daughter um i don't have a working vehicle i walked away from my six figure a year job and just bet it all on music and and you know lost the house like they got to see me at rock fucking bottom. They were the first to see me. Like a week of me and my ex breaking up, I was I already had a a flight booked to Texas. So they really saw me the week after, and this is during the pandemic too. So it was just literally the worst moment and time of my life, you know. And then uh, you know, my grandma had died. Like they got to meet my grandma. My grandma loved them, and like that was so important to me that they met her and, and that she loved them. And then they were there and, you know, uh, you know, Tari was in Chicago at the time. So he even came to the funeral. And then my dad, she was mad at my dad when she found out who she was, who he was. Cause she had loved him, but never knew that he was with my mom. So she was very angry with him, but then finally uh, hugged him and stuff at my wedding and, and said, I've always loved you. And I, I'm, I'm glad it's you and you are his father and that what you're doing now and being there for him. So they made amends before she died. And then my dad was one of the pallbearers at her funeral with me. Wow. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So like it all really just happened when it was supposed to. But my yeah. brother seeing me, like I said, at the top of my fucking, at, at what I thought was my prime in my life, 
and then seeing me at my lowest, but not just seeing me, but being there for me. Like I'm able to go to Texas and Kentucky and they're coaching me through this horrible, horrible fucking breakup and, and trying to have custody and be a good father and not fucking go crazy. Cause I would have lost my motherfucking shit. Like one thing and I love to death about, I, I'll just say, I love my big bang brothers to death, but we've never been in a, in a position where we're comfortable about, Emotions. Talking about emotions, love. I'm so heartbroken. We've never cried in front of each other. We don't have any of that. I got all of that and more with my brothers that I met, you know, these years ago. Like, I'm able to literally cry and tell them, hey, I'm fucking up or I'm, I'm struggling. Like, this shit is so tough and I don't understand life right now. And they're there to, to, to pick me up, to laugh with me, to, to occupy my mind. And I'm, I'm just able to be my most vulnerable, honest self around these people that I didn't even know fucking existed yeah. <laughs> until I was 26 years old. Dude, that shit's, <laughs> that shit's so crazy because, like, I really I really believe that that type of thing, like, really mold you, molded you as a man. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you think about the same thing, like you, you and I talk about this all the time, about how we've been through very similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have my brothers. So, like, I haven't. Like my, I don't have my oldest two brothers. Yeah. You know, Trey's in Des Moines, doing whatever he's doing. Jarrell, yeah. even though I love Jarrell to death, he's he's so preoccupied with his job and his career right now yeah. that I don't have. So when I went, he's through, a lone wolf. He is. <laughs> I know that about. And my baby brother is <laughs> the same way. Like my little brother's in Cedar Falls. He has his own property. Yeah. He manages a restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, he's individually like we're all doing as best as we can. Yeah. Um, but when I, you know, when I l- went through the situations I went through where I lost, you know, my two kids and I lost my fiance and I lost my house and, and all this stuff, like yeah. I didn't have that with my siblings. Yeah. So I had that with my friends. I had yep. that with you. I had that with, you know, Nemer. I had that with, you know, people I had around me that were my friends that were my family. And so, a lot of times people will say we're opposite, you know, like mm-hmm. you're very, very positive and I'm very not negative, but <laughs> you and Silas, I'm a realist. No, you're I, a negative I, will say, I will say I'm a, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm a, I'll say I'm a pessimist. Like I, I, I see Thank you for I, I see I see things in a negative I see things for the things that could be worse. Yeah, due to first. your experiences, man. But and that's, uh, it typically was the worst. The, yeah, <laughs> and, and, not, and not having that support group where mm-hmm. you're supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you have your boys, like mm-hmm. Big Bang boys. Like you guys never cried around each other. I've never cried. I can't remember the last time I cried around my brothers, yeah. ever. But I cried in front of you yep. before. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't had that. Yeah. And so I think that really molds you as a man is like mm-hmm. not being and even with my father, I can't remember the last time I cried in front of my dad. Yeah. Or if I ever even seen my dad cry ever yeah. in my life. And so like it was like hearing your experience and then realizing that damn, I'm the complete opposite and then hearing all the time about how we're complete opposites. Yeah. It's like those things that those are those things that mold you as as a young man and as a young person. Damn, now you got me feeling <laughs> God damn it. And so it's like, uh, oh my God. Goddamn lump, where did it come from? Uh, let me drink some more. Um, no, it's it's one of those things where like that vulnerability mm-hmm. um, is, is, it's missing in, in a lot of men this day and age yeah. where we feel like we can't open up to we people and we tough. can't. I'm um, a crier, dude. Dude, I'm a, bro, I, I cry. I tell people all the time, I was like, I cry in the shower. 
And that's yeah. a sad idea in itself is that you feel like the one like the darkest place in your house. You think about that. Yeah. You're the shower curtains pulled. You don't even get the yeah. bathroom light unless you have a light above your shower. Yeah. Like I cry where there's water already running. Yeah. So you can't even even if you walked in, nigga, I'm I'm just showering. Like <laughs> Oh, I got soap in my eyes. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so it's 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 crazy to think about how People these days, like they feel like they, especially men, they feel like they can't open up, mm-hmm. and and Deadly, I think, dude. and I think it. This episode is very important, even though we weren't planning on it to get this way at all. I think <laughs> this episode is so important because it's it's one of those things where it's like, yes, of course, family is important, and your friends are very important, yeah. but also being able to understand that you can, if you can find that person. And it doesn't have to be multiple people. It can just be that one person that you can feel vulnerable with. It doesn't have to be a girlfriend. It doesn't have to be your parent, your grandmother. If you just, excuse me, find that one person, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, that you can open up to and open yourself up to. And this especially goes out to men. You have to find that person because if you don't and you bottle it up, that's- You end up exploding or you fucking deflate. Yep. And it's- it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> People get hurt. <laughs> and understand that you're dumb shit that you regret for the rest of your life. Yeah, and understand you're human, bro. Like yep. we're all hu- at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Yep. So allow yourself to be fucking human. Yep. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like everyone carries a lot of, bro. Allow <laughs> yourself. Allow yourself to be human. Just be human. Everyone Find needed this episode. For we sure. did. So I want to end it with what you just said. And then since this episode, we're going to call it siblings. I'll end it on one more line. So, you know, I had my brother and sister, Jacob and Leisha. Those my siblings. The Big Bang guys, those my siblings. Uh, Law, Q, Tari, those my siblings. But my T1 family, Mm. for real, are my motherfucking siblings now, my newest family. And and I'll say T1 Soundbox because – Lim yeah. and Rich, man, man, y'all are so motherfucking dope. Dope as fuck. Like, I, I, the love you guys I, show us, man, by man. backing our visions is just, it's it's untouchable, bro. It's, yeah, th- these are bonds that I wouldn't risk for anything, you know. Um, Amen. And, and y'all are, for real, my brother, I've talked to y'all about anything, everything. You've seen my, my personal life. I don't hide things from you. There's no trying to sugarcoat or act cooler than I am or anything like I'm able to be myself, so I thank all of you for that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny too, cause like you know, uh, like between like me, you, Derek, and everybody else, like Derek's real uh, territorial, so he don't like me bringing new people around T1. But I'm uh, like I mentioned when bringing my dad and brothers on, like I'm I'm a family person. I want as much family as I can to know that I have more people's backs and they have my back. So I I'm always trying to grow this family. Um, and I'm I, I I would say I'm not at as, not as territorial. I'm not as territorial. <laughs> but when I when I create a bond with people, mm-hmm. uh, I always think of myself as a protector. That's always how, how yeah. I've always been. And so for me, it's always been I'm always gonna let that person. I'll always let Tom bring in whoever he wants. If he trusts him, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the moment that you cross that, I I won't I no won't right allow right. you back in. And so, like, and I, I think, again, it circles back to just having that that nurturing yeah. and having that it, it grows you and changes yep. you. And so. And that's my job, too, is when they do that where it's like, oh, I'm done. It's my job to bring them back together. <laughs> it's my <laughs> yeah. job to say, well, this is why that person 
needs to be a part of this or this is why we're trying out this new person to be part of our family it's you know and i never want to put of like every every individual is invaluable like there's no you can't say they can only help you this much you don't know what their experiences are that can guide you to make a better decision or honestly if it's a business relationship who they're connected to who will listen to them in a different way that can further advance you um, but no matter who I work with, I want them to work with me because they like who I am as a person versus the talent versus the connections I have. Like just, but also understanding like work that, with us because of who we are, not because yeah, of what we exactly. Do. That's what I was just gonna say. But also understanding that again, we're all human and we're all learning and growing, and we all have. I've said this before in other episodes. We all learn the same lessons at different times. Yeah. And so we're always constantly growing and progressing. Yeah. And so you have to have that understanding going into almost any situation. And yeah. the moment you block yourself from that is the moment you really miss out on some of these amazing people, amazing opportunities. Yep. yep. So, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm super grateful for Soundbox. I, I'm, you know, Lim, I'm, I mean, you've yeah. changed my whole sound for my second album. Yeah. You know, like... I'm, I'm gonna make me crash. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm super grateful. Tone, you already know the effect you've had on my life since I've since I've met you. I mean, you. you can still talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we we can we can what use another twenty three minutes. Uh, <laughs> I know we're gonna rap, but now we got to me. So like, no, man. Let's keep it going. I, I think. <laughs> Hang on. What are you saying about Sandbox and I, think, I, think, <laughs> I just think I think this. Po- I mean, even the, even this podcast, we've yeah. talked about it for years, and and in the beginning, in the infancy stages. Yeah. We we always thought it was just going to be about city boy shit and nightlife. And we night- never thought it would and, get to. And, here. and now we get to this episode where this is wild. We've had episodes where we talked about my story, your story, uh, and we've had some fun and we yeah. talked about Dallas. But now every we, episode becomes my favorite episode after we man. Uh, like what is same, happening? <laughs> this is crazy. I love the dynamic though, like the back and forth, like yeah. hearing both of your guys' stories. This has been a beautiful episode for me. This, like, this is, is fucking so cool. cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. And the, the, the best part is, is the the realest shit is always organic. And yeah, like, facts. I never. We had a whole plan yeah. of never, every episode for this let's show talk about and Tampa. season. <laughs> and we haven't looked. We ain't looked at the. We ain't opened the fucking note. Nothing. <laughs> like, we even missed the intro this time. And I promise Tempe y'all. Tampa. Siblings. What the fuck? I promise you next episode will be, a, will be fun. But we this ain't episode, making no more promises. This, <laughs> you gonna get what you get. You don't throw a fit. This episode, man. <laughs> this episode, man. It was it was yeah, important it's, because it's so important. it really taught. It, man, it just shows how yin and yang, like <laughs> how we became friends, is yeah. wild to me. Because when you think about our past, it's so different. And this, but then the similarities that we've had, mm. and then the way that we've turned out. And then the fact that we're still able to be friends, like, yeah. that shit is literally. You know what I'm going to get you to talk about on the next episode is you've told me and other people have told me that if I would have met you maybe a year or two before I did, mm. I wouldn't have fucked with you. Oh, you would have hated me, bro. Damn. Oh, we got to save that. You got to save He's that. a whole different person. That, That's, again, divine timing. That shit, bro. <laughs> the person I used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That shit wild. was rough. Wow. Oh my God! But for now, <laughs> Lim, I think we need it. Yes, sir. Play it. Play Here we Play go. It. Thank yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Shout out to 
Our sponsors, the Sound Vibes, Jay Lynn. Hey, oh, yeah, I forgot about Sunday the merch. Vibes. Sunday Vibes, baby. By Tevin Jones. Merch. Tevin Jones. You New keep merch. Music you yeah, hey. Uh huh, uh huh. Let's go. Uh. TNT. Dynamite. Uh huh. TNT. Let's go. Go all night. That's right. Yeah, I know my Who knows? Cheers, y'all. Top tier.